and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Emily and Warren podcast. We are still workshopping names. <laughs> my name is Warren, and joining me is my vivacious girlfriend, Emily. Emily, how excited are you about this podcast? I'm pretty excited because it's one of my favorite topics. Well, that's right, Emily. Today, we are kicking off probably our favorite time of the year, bachelor season. And ABC is bringing back The Bachelorette in one week from today. Becca, the woman who was dumped in an iconic (laughs) split-screen moment on the season finale of the last season of The Bachelor, will be returning. And joining her are 28 eligible bachelors that we're probably going to hate the majority of. So I wanted to break down and see the female perspective of how these guys stack up to an attractive young millennial woman. Oh, well, thanks. Emily, I don't know about you. I have, in the dedication to this job as a professional podcaster now, I have not consulted any other sources. I haven't listened to any other podcasts. I haven't read any spoilers. The only thing I have looked over is the ABC official Bios for each of these 28 men. And I have to say before we get started, I'm a little disappointed. Typically, ABC gives a full-blown survey with questions and answers to what are your favorite topics, what are your favorite people, movies, books, who would you want to have over to dinner if you could choose anyone. But this year, they really uh, stripped down the budget. They didn't get quite the level of depth that they normally go for. We're looking at two-sentence bios for most of these guys along with their age, a terrible picture, and what they do for a living. Job title. That's right. So, I don't know about you. I have a full page of notes still on my legal pad. Um, (laughs) Just some some starting points for us. The average age is around 28 years old, which is the same age as Becca, our bachelorette. And uh, before we get started, you know, Emily, what are your thoughts on Becca? Because for someone who was a finalist and ultimately won on The Bachelor last season, we don't really seem to know that much about her personality. No, other than her catchphrase, uh, let's do this damn thing, which... No, 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 Emily. It's let's do the damn thing. Let's do the damn thing. It's not let's do this thing. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Becca is not my favorite. She would not have been my pick for The Bachelorette. (laughs) Um, Even given her terrible experience with Ari and the breakup which was just outrageous but I don't think she would be anyone's pick I think they had to do it as a response to America's hatred for Ari and to just milk the moment where you know if you're just joining us you know Ari 35 year old uh, boy couldn't decide between two women picks Becca Invites her over on a vacation after a couple months of them dating. When she arrives, there's a full camera crew there. He basically breaks up with her, tells her that he's interested in the runner-up, and goes on to pursue that relationship. And then propose in front of Becca on the live After the Final Rose finale. Pivotal television moment. Didn't do much for uh, Ari Stock there. But I think ABC just wants to be able to replay that moment, want to bring up the past of Becca being insecure given what happened with the fallout with Ari, and 
you know, to be honest, The Bachelorette doesn't really need to have much of a personality, and that's fortunate because Becca does not seem to have much of one. <laughs> that's kind of harsh. A little harsh, but probably true. So what we know from her, do the damn thing is her catchphrase. As I mentioned, she's 28 years old, from Minnesota, and her occupation is listed as a publicist. Very interesting. So typically her men, they range from 25 to 31 years old. I counted seven former athletes, so it's pretty clear she has a type. Also, I noticed a lot of these guys have a pretty prominent jawline. I don't know if that was something she specified in uh, what she was looking for in these men. But, um, Emily, I asked you to compile a list of your top five favorites and top three to five least favorites. I made a list of my favorites and least favorites as well. I want to compare and see if we have any overlap and if we disagree on any of these guys because some of them seem like they might have redeeming qualities. Most of them seem terrible. So, Emily, where do you want to start off? Do you want to go with your favorites or least favorites? Let's start with our favorites. Okay, your favorites. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions that you want to throw out here? So, sure. To get started, I, I think we need to talk about Ryan. Ryan was on the After Final Rose where Becca got to meet a couple of her contestants, played the banjo for her, which I think she was pretty smitten about. So he reminds me a lot of Wells in the fact that he's endearing, he's cute, you know, you want him to have a chance, but at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to be the winner. Emily, would you be more attracted to me if I played the banjo? (laughs) Okay, no, probably not. I'm not really into that, though. Ryan reminds me of the episode of The Office where Andy is trying to woo Pam and he plays her the banjo. I cannot see any scenario where a man playing a banjo for a woman works out in the guy's favor. I will say he seems like he has his act together. Pretty strong shirt game. Got a nice GQ smile without overdoing it. So that might that might get him somewhere. I think the bluegrass, he's, he's kind of being billed as the quirky guy this season, so he'll yeah. probably stay around for a few weeks. I agree with you. Hard to picture him as the winner. Uh, also worth noting, he's only 26, so he is one of the younger contestants. Uh, would you date someone who was two years old, younger than you, Emily? I don't think it's that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. Great. Okay, Emily, we've covered Ryan. You're clearly you're into the banjo thing. I'm <laughs> surprised, but if that works for you, that's fine. You've prepared your top three list of your favorites that you think are going to go far in this competition. Let's start off with number three. Number three. My number three pick is going to be Alex, actually. Alex. Interesting. First guy listed on the ABC bios. What is it that you like about Alex other than his laissez-faire hairstyle? (laughs) Well, the hairstyle especially reminds me a lot of Ari's hairstyle, which Becca was into. So she, he might just fit the bill for what she's looking for. Uh, Other than that, I think Becca strikes me as someone who's really looking for someone who's down to earth and genuine, which I know is one of the favorite lines of The Bachelor. But I, I don't know. Just something about Alex struck me as relatable. He's not too far out there. Like, he's looking to get some screen time, like some of the models and such, you know, that are some of the contestants. So I have to say number three, Alex. 
he also from our hometown, Atlanta, Atlanta mm-hmm. native. Uh, he is a construction manager, so you know, solid job there. Has a dog named uh, Donzi. Am I pronouncing this correctly? What what is his dog's name? I believe that's correct. Uh, how do you feel about that name? It's not my favorite. I'd have to see the dog to really say. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I think <laughs> I think Alex is a solid choice. Didn't quite make my top three, but. You know, as far as the, I mentioned there's some prominent jawlines here. I think he has by far the most chiseled jawline and a little bit of a five o'clock shadow that, that seems to be working for him. So <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that's a great choice. Um, moving on. Who, who is your number two? Number two, I'm actually going to go with Joe, the grocery store owner. Wow, Joe, I am surprised. <laughs> Does not seem quite like your type physically. Um, I thought he looks like you. Ooh, I hope I don't have that large of a forehead, but um, certainly broad shoulders does, uh, you know, bring to mind my physique. Um, Joe, okay, another older man. I noticed both Alex and Joe are 31 years old, so you clearly are more attracted to the more mature contestants this season. Um, he, As you mentioned, he is a grocery store owner. What, what was it specifically that attracted you about Joe? I mean... In his bio, it mentions he was the young one of the youngest traders on the Chicago Stock Exchange, and he did he had a successful career there before becoming a small business owner. So I think he's just someone who's you know kind of do anything that he wants to put his mind to. And again, he just seems someone who's relatable and kind of down to earth and not too far out there for Becca. Definitely worth pointing out. It is the Chicago Stock Exchange. Yes, not, not the quite U-Nord. sure if that compares well to the New York Stock Exchange. Don't know what they're trading over there in Chicago. Uh, also, want to point out the writers really had a field day with Joe's bio here. The writers close with his bio by saying, "Successful in produce, but unsuccessful in love." Joe's ripe and ready to be picked by the Bachelorette. Fantastic. I think it's great writing. Some great of their best work. writing. Yes, the producers are really <laughs> producers are really letting their hair down in these later seasons of The Bachelorette and The Bachelor and really just have totally embraced the uh, not serious side of the show and uh, I couldn't be happier frankly. All right, Emily, the suspense is killing me. Uh, who is your top pick? for the winner of Becca's Heart this season? You know, I think it just stands out, and if you chose something different, I'm going to be shocked. (laughs) But my number one pick for winning this thing is going to be Colton. Wow, Colton. I considered picking him for one of my top three. Just narrowly missed out on my list. What? Um, How, How could that be? Well, first of all, he looks like a chubby member of the Backstreet Boys. He looks like Nick. I don't the know. The leather jacket, the blonde curly hair. He has a Nick vibe, for sure. I, I guarantee you that's what the producers thought when they met Colton. I definitely respect the pink shirt with the leather jacket. He's got not too much of a cheeser smile, so I like that. He is one of the former athletes that we mentioned only 26, could be a little bit younger. I, I did actually uh, do a little bit of extra research on Colton. Turns out he used to date a uh, U.S. Olympic gymnast, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> what kind of kept me from putting Colton a little bit uh, more toward the top of my list was the fact that he named his dog Sniper, which 
to me suggests that he is playing a little bit too much uh, Call of Duty or Fortnite. I'm imagining Colton at 2 o'clock in the morning with the headset on, um, giving people a hard time about uh, their mothers while he's sticking it to them, uh, you know, from the fort. You know, I can't really go with that just because of the charity he has set up and that he's constantly working towards. I mean, any girl would be thrilled to meet a guy that's good-looking, former athlete, and contributes to charity. I mean, that's like top three for most girls. Top three? Top three. Top three, wow. All right, well, we'll see how Colton does. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I see him in the final four, frankly. We'll see what happens, though. (laughs) Well, Emily, I I respect your calls, and uh, I have to say it was very difficult for me to uh, pick a top three here uh, just because I wasn't really feeling the vibe of uh, most of these guys. But my uh, my top three here, at at number three, I'm going with Criston. Interesting pick. Was he one of the ones we met? On after the final rose, I don't quite recall. I have a memory span of about two days when it comes to <laughs> bachelor viewing. Let um, me guess, you're just impressed by him because he was a former Harlem Globetrotter. Definitely would love to play some pickup hoops with my man Kristan. Uh, love the fact that he is a Globetrotter, uh, now a professional dunker for the Globetrotters. Uh, very impressive. Also, uh, really like the style. He's got the uh, the suit, but it's not too formal. Looks like uh, he could uh, go to a fancy dinner, but then uh, still kind of take a walk in the park, get his, you know, get, get a little comfortable with the Bachelorette. Uh, I think he's really uh, probably got his game on lockdown. We'll see. We'll see. Now, Emily, uh, my number two, and I am shocked that this guy did not make your list because he has by far the best style of anyone uh, on these these, these bio pages. Uh, I'm going with my man, Lincoln. Lincoln. He, he almost made my list. Lincoln has got that uh, million-dollar smile. He's he got his hair on point. I'm liking the short fade. Um, international contestant here, originally from Nigeria. And, you know, originally... I didn't like the fact that they included uh, a, a fun fact about him, that he was named after Abraham Lincoln. Uh, thought that was a little weird and a little odd to include there. But actually, the more that I think about it, if I was named Lincoln, I would want to go ahead and get ahead of uh, any rumors that I was named after the town car. I would definitely <laughs> want to specify that I was it's named the after the president. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I like a unique name. As, as someone who's named Warren, you don't necessarily meet uh, a lot of people with that name. So I'm kind of really rooting for Lincoln here. He's only 26, so maybe he's not going to go all the way. Uh, but, you know, an account sales executive seems like either all these guys are athletes or uh, in the finance realm. So I'm rooting for my boy Lincoln. I, I hope he makes it. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe not the best chances overall. Maybe I'm letting my bias infiltrate things here. Probably. Okay. Let's hear your number one pick. My number one pick, uh, I went a little bit um, off the beaten path here. I've got to say this guy um, looks a little bit like a more feeble version of Richie Rich, so I don't know if that is really what Becca is looking for. You didn't pick Jordan, did you? 
I did not pick Jordan. <laughs> I went with my man, Nick. And okay. Nick is uh, sporting a very deep V. I'm a little bit uncomfortable because we can't quite see where the V-neck nadirs. Uh, I'm worried that it's parallel to his nipples, which is almost an automatic red flag for me. That or having uh, two buttons undone on the top of your dress shirt is uh, a sign that you you haven't quite grown up enough for me. And Mm -hmm. uh, he may not be here for the right reasons. However, he's an attorney. Says here he has a zest for life. I really like that. He loves brunches. He loves barbecues. And he loves the beach. I mean, that's those are the three Bs that every woman is looking for. Uh, you throw a baby in there, and he's he's a perfect match. Yeah, because he looks like a baby. He does have a baby face. Some people call him the baby face assassin, I hear. <laughs> but the fact that really put him over the top was he wears, quote, his signature trash suits being the life of the party. Oh, my God. How could you not want to party with this guy? I don't know about you. I love a tracksuit. I wish it was socially acceptable to wear to work every day. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not. My favorite part of the Royal Tenenbaums was the tracksuits that the guy and the kids are in. Whole movie. It's perfect. I hope that Nick brings out a tracksuit on the very first night and he steps out of that limo and shows her what he's all about. Yeah, I just, I don't think Nick's going to have what it takes to, you know, t- take the gold. He's just not going to be the one. I just don't get that vibe from him. You're probably right, but I had to give some love to my man, Nick. Sure. I think at the end of the day, my top three have a better chance of getting to the final four than any of your guys. Except maybe Lincoln. Lincoln probably has a good chance. Lincoln's Lincoln's got this. <laughs> Lincoln's game is tight. Um, okay, so we've gotten the good guys out of the way. I think there is a lot more competition for our least favorites sure. for this season. Um, Emily, do you have anybody you want to make sure you mention before we get into the coveted top three spots here? <laughs> no, I mean, I have to say, as I was going through the list, my reactions were, let's just say dis- I was disappointed as I went through further and further. I thought it was going to be a different group of guys um and it's just each one just seemed worse than the last you know it's interesting you mentioned that because i totally agree as we go down the list a lot of my least favorites tend to be toward the end here it worth noting they do organize it in alphabetical order so no bias here on the part of the producers but certainly as we get deeper into the alphabet uh the options seem to get a lot worse for becca's suitors um Who do you want to start off with here? Let's talk about Jordan, the model. Jordan, uh, yeah, narrowly missed the cut for me. This guy uh, definitely seems, uh, should we say, a bit conceited here? He he reminds me of Robbie from Rachel's season. Just very, you know, the tan, the blonde, just, yeah, I'm not, not impressed. You know, the personal best mile of... 424. It's just, I just don't know what substance he's going to bring to the program. 424, also my personal best uh, mile time when I was on the attack. (laughs) No big deal. Just a lot of girls in high school wearing my uh, windbreaker. No big deal. Um, Yeah, Jordan is definitely a fan of the Crest White Strips. 
and uh, he uh, definitely humble brags about being a model. I could see this as a guy that uh, took the liberty of creating his own IMDb page for uh, a guest spot on The Walking Dead or appearing in a Neutrogena for Men commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely see that from Jordan. Um, not not the greatest guy, but you know what? I think uh, when, when we take a step back, I think almost every guy that applies for this show is probably a little conceited and egotistical here. And, sure. uh, you know, at least he has good looks to kind of back it up a little bit. Um, but I totally agree with you. Uh, certainly a warranted um, participant on your top three list. Um, let's get into your number two pick. Okay, let's talk about Mike, the sports analyst. Now, uh, let me guess. Uh, if you haven't taken a look at these bios, um, Mike might stand out to you a bit. Uh, Emily, do you want to do you want to say what immediately strikes you about Mike when you when you take a look at this photo? Mike has long, dark blonde hair, and I just hmm. I'm not a fan of guys with long hair. I have a theory about Mike. Let's hear it. I think that Mike is a guy that does not have a lot of male friends because if this guy uh, had somebody in his life. Uh, who could be honest with him, they would take him aside and they would say, hey, man, the hair's not working out. He clearly saw Thor uh, yeah. the dark world, thought, oh, I can pull this off. You're right. But turns out the guy is probably a buck 20, uh, struggling to lift the bar uh, over, at, um, over at the gym. I, I don't really know. What, what spared Mike from my bottom three, which originally he was on there, I realized this guy is actually a sports writer, and I've actually read a few of his columns on uh, Pro Football Focus. So, so shout out to Mike. Um, also from Notre Dame, so clearly well-educated. Has a dog named Riggins. Uh, Do you the, like that name better? You know, of, of the dogs Sniper? that we've met so far, Donzi, Sniper, and Riggins, I would have to put Riggins at the top of those power ratings, but I, I don't feel great about any of them, frankly. Um, certainly an intervention could be had for naming dogs on the season of The Bachelorette, but uh, you know what? If For me, he just kind of narrowly escapes the bottom three. I, I definitely don't see him going very far. Maybe he makes it past the first night, um, but hard for me to see Mike uh, doing much damage long term here. So uh, I think I think that's a decent pick, Em. Alright, sounds good. Alright, are you ready for my last one? Emily, the suspense is killing me. There's a few guys I have on my list. I have no idea how you haven't mentioned them yet. I, I hope at least <laughs> one of them has made your, your, uh, your number one spot here. Okay. Well, following suit of Mike with the long hair, I gotta throw out Leo. He's just not up to par. I mean, he's a stuntman, a little bit older, in construction. He just seems like someone who's kind of bebopping around in life, maybe not very focused. And Becca seems like a girl who knows what she wants. Okay, uh, great choice. Leo was also on my list. Uh, I have a lot of questions about Leo. Uh, he looks like... I'm not quite sure if I want to go with a circus performer or I want to go with a recovering WWE wrestler, but he definitely has a very distinctive look, and I'm wondering how he's a stuntman, because I would think if you're going to be a stuntman in these movies, you have to have kind of a generic appearance. Right, and you have to look like... 
whoever exactly. you're portraying. And, and, and for those of you that aren't following along visually, which, what are you doing here? Um, <laughs> this guy has thick, curly, uh, dark brown, black mane going on. He's got a very distinctive uh, facial hair here, thick eyebrows, uh, thicker than my carpet here. Um <laughs> I don't know. Is this guy a stuntman exclusively for Russell Brand? Is that a possibility here? Maybe. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of because this guy is just, he's so different from the other guys, but he's just, he's not, he's not ugly by any means, but he just has a very particular look and I'm not quite sure what he's going for. When I saw him, I thought he belonged to the movie Moana by Disney. (laughs) Thanks for clarifying by Disney. ABC's really going to appreciate that. Um, yeah, I I can't vouch for that since I haven't seen the movie, but uh, it seems it seems logical. You know, I think maybe he'll stick around just because Gentle Giant, something different. No chance in hell he even comes close to the top eight or ten no. here. Uh, but, you know, maybe he gives Becca some tips on how to get that high shine on her hair. Uh, maybe some herbal essence recommendations here. Um, but beyond that, I, I don't think Leo's going to bring much to the show. And uh, don't really like the name Leo either. Uh, just embrace Leonardo, I think. Yeah. I, I maybe think. his name is Leonard, and maybe that's why he Ooh, goes by Leo. In that case, yeah, I would, I would embrace Leo as well. Yeah. Um, good point. Okay, so my question for you, do you have any of these guys on your list that you think are for sure going home night one? Yes, yes. In fact, I, I think I think probably um, at least two of my three are going home on the first night of the contest. Um, let's just get right into it here. Number three on my list, and I actually started out kind of liking this guy because he's one of the few guys that uh, wears a reasonable V-cut shirt. Um, that's David, the the 25-year-old venture capitalist, which I'm going to go ahead and say it right here. There's no way he is a, a successful venture capitalist at age 25. I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on that. <laughs> um, and you know what? It seemed like a totally harmless, generic profile here for a while. Successful businessman, enjoys fitness, golfing, skiing, family. Great. So far, David pretty good seems like the kind of guy who's going to fade in the background but somehow make it to uh the final six or so uh but but they really lost me with his last line he loves guacamole but hates avocado emily can you explain that to me (laughs) no i really can't now uh, again the thing that worries me about this is that he feels passionate enough about this to have it included in the interviews with these producers. I think that's the biggest question. Yeah. Like, how is that the one thing, that's the only notable thing worth mentioning in this guy's bio? Yeah. This is this fun factoid about it. This is a huge deterrent. I mean, do we think he just really loves guacamole or he really hates avocado? I don't know where to go with that one. Okay, but answer me this. How is that any different than someone who says they hate tomatoes, but then they like ketchup? Yeah, I I can see your point. Ketchup, tomato, avocado, guacamole. I'll maintain there's more similarities between avocado and guacamole than ketchup and tomato, but I would also be worried about somebody that mentioned that they love tomatoes and hate ketchup or vice versa on their profile. It's just... I agree. I think that's the bigger red flag. It's it's fine that you feel that way, maybe, but I I don't know if you want to promote that and, and have that be your calling card here. 
How much say do these guys really get in their bios? I mean, if they're really scaling back what they used to do compared to this year, I feel like the producers, again, like in most cases, you know, they're the ones picking and choosing what's being said. Listen, it's a legitimate question, but you've got to realize there's going to be some spin here. And when you say something that's crazy like that, you know they're going to put it in there. And why not just be safe and, you know, David... He's such an uh, the quintessential all-American male. It, just play your role, David. Don't don't try to be eccentric here. Don't rock here. the boat. Don't rock the boat. <laughs> just just get yourself in. I think it's going to be fine. Anyway, uh, so that that is David. You know what? Honestly, uh, maybe I'm being a little too harsh on David. I, I don't know if he really uh, earned a spot on my top three, but. Uh, my top two, there's there's just no question about it. And I had a very, very difficult time uh, choosing between who should be number one and who should be number two. Um, ultimately, and I don't know how you didn't include this guy on your list because... On which list? My top three? Oh, like your, bottom or top? Oh, your bottom three. Bottom three for sure. Uh, yes, when I say top three, I mean top three worst here. Oh, God. It pains me even to look at his picture. Um, <laughs> Let's I'm, hear it. I'm, I'm talking, of course, about Jake. Oh, yes. Jake. Jake is 29. Everyone else here kind of looks like they're posing for an album cover for a 90s boy band cover. Um, my man Jake looks like he is valet parking at the West End. <laughs> and... <laughs> Studying to be a part-time magician on the side. He is quite possibly, quite possibly the worst dressed of the bunch here. You don't like his suit? No, I do not like his suit. I don't know what's going on with his hair. He has a huge overbite. His forehead is the size of Montana. His eyebrows are too close together. You are so cruel. I'm sorry, Emily. <laughs> this guy just does not have a lot going for him. I'm not sure how he made it first past the first round of casting. <laughs> he is also a self-described hopeless romantic who likes to write poetry, which immediately makes me think he is terrible at poetry. Um, Emily, I, I, I got to think that if Becca and Jake have a conversation about their uh, favorite poems, uh, somehow I think Jake is going to bring up Maroon 5's new single, and say that he's really been into that lately and that Adam Levine is such a talented lyricist. Uh, I don't think we're going to be hearing much uh, Whitman and Keats here uh, uh, in the season of The Bachelorette. However, Jake is from Minnesota, so I think that overlap there between him and Becca might keep him around just a little bit longer than night one. I don't know. I actually think we may... uh, that may just encourage Becca to up and move uh, and to, <laughs> to try to get away from Jake's vicinity. Um, has a bit of a creepy vibe to him. He, he definitely uh, does. May show up with a pet tarantula on night one. Not sure. Did you see the group picture from night one yet? Actually, Emily, that is one area of research I did not hit on yet. What is the group picture like? Am I missing out here? There is, I won't ruin anything, but there is at least one person in a costume. As there always is. Always is. So, it is a hallmark. I cannot wait I could to not see. tell who it was in the costume, so I'm, I can't wait to see which one of these guys did that. I can't wait to find out either. Obviously, we will be back here to break down all of the Night One action uh, sometime next week. Still working on the production schedule here. 
uh, is a you know small two man operation here until we get the, some sponsor money here. Um, Emily, are you ready for my least favorite Bachelorette contestant this season? Yes. Drum roll, please. It is John. John got an okay look. He's 28, software engineer. Everything is fine until we get to the very last section of his bio. (laughs) I love his bio. That's what my bio would sound like. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Emily. I'm kidding. Let me just read this to you. When he's not working, you can find him wine tasting, playing guitar. Okay, we're off to a great start. Two things that all women love. Sure. You play some Dave Matthews band, crash into me on the guitar while she's sipping wine. Lock City. Good start. However, the third thing he likes to do when he's not working is make his, quote, world-famous banana bread. Emily, I have been racking my brain all day trying to think about (laughs) how bad things would have to be going in my life to lead with the fact that I make world-famous banana bread. We've been dating almost two and a half years now, and I don't know if I would be comfortable telling you right now that I make banana bread. (laughs) Okay, banana bread is probably one of the unsexiest things you can say (laughs) that you make. I mean, of all the things to, like, try to woo a woman with that you can do, I don't think banana bread is... Any sort of masculinity goes right out the window when you mention banana bread. Uh, What if he had said muffins? Is that better? Or is that worse? Muffins would be better. I say banana bread ranks somewhere between bragging about still living with your mother and dressing up as Gandalf at Dragon Con every year. Um, I'm not quite sure where that hits in the hierarchy there, but it's certainly not high. Um, if he comes out of the limo with banana bread, does he even make it into the mansion? Yeah, because Becca's nice and she would let him in. I don't know if he'd make it past night one, but I mean, I feel like maybe you're just biased because you don't like bananas. You don't like banana bread. Look, because you said this muffins has, are okay, and you like muffins, so I'm just no, no, wondering no. where's the line. Muffins would still raise me on high alert. There's no doubt about it. I would still pick him to finish in the tail end of the season. But the fact that he specifies banana bread, even if he had just left it at bread, I would feel a little bit more comfortable about this. But world-famous banana bread, I'm just entirely uncomfortable with this situation. And then not only that... Who's ranked his bread? Has he entered it in some competitions that actually qualify it to be world famous? It worries me that he may be bouncing around the tri-state area, going to fairs and promoting banana his banana bread. <laughs> it really, it really disturbs me. I mean, I, I could even, I would even be more okay with pumpkin pie here, or you know, an apple cider that he's a real big proprietor of. But banana bread, it's just, it's maybe the most emasculating thing. Uh, I can think of. I can, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a fan of John. So, not a fan of John. Well, Emily, that does it for our top three and bottom three. Uh, before we go, is there anyone else you want to kind of hit on here? Um, we did pass up a few people that I thought were somewhat, uh, you know, notable here. Um, as I mentioned, a lot of former uh, football, soccer, baseball players, including a former Atlanta Brave who looks a little bit like a televangelist. Um, 
anybody that you kind of have your eye on just for your personal tastes? No, not personal tastes. I think it's worth mentioning. I don't know how to say this. Is it Jean Blanc or Jean Blanc? I believe it's Jean Blanc. Jean Blanc. And his job title. What Can you read that for me, Warren? What does that say? Can you share that with our audience? His job title is Colonosaur. <laughs> because he has, quote, a very impressive cologne collection. Emily, personally, Jean Blanc was close to my top three here as far as favorites for this season. Because I'm surprised you didn't mention him. He has, he has the pedigree here. Went to Duke. Mm-hmm. Master's degree in business administration. Right. Lives in Memphis. Works as an engineer. Another international guy, originally born in Haiti. He's got a lot going for him. The impressive cologne collection and the fact that he doesn't quite have an official job title here is uh, throws me a little bit off here. That's so right. I, I just couldn't find the heart to put him in the top three, but uh, I'm, I'm rooting for him personally. Okay, sounds good. We'll see. We'll see if he can um, make it past night one. Another guy I want to mention as uh, just being terrible is Jason. <laughs> yes, let's talk about Jason. I don't know who... <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling Jason's very short, first of all. I just, I got this... I don't know if it's just the angle mm. of his headshot. He just, I have a feeling Jason's going to be kind of short. It looks like Jason may have a mullet. I can't tell from he the angle not. of the picture you know the the slick back hair with the widow's peak is definitely not doing him any favors. It, it lists his age as twenty nine. I'm thinking he's at least thirty eight. It looks like he's wearing an Abercrombie and Fitch polo with a suit jacket that he bought on clearance at Sears. And <laughs> uh, it's like just really not it's really not a good look for him. And you know it mentions him belting out his favorite tunes from Disney movies, which maybe ABC just put that in there as a, as a nod to the parent company Disney. Sure. Um, but I've got to say, he, he looks a little bit like uh, a wannabe Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Do you, do you see where I'm coming from here? Yeah, or Aladdin. I could see him going for, like, Disney on ice. Aladdin, that's a, that's a great call. I could see him bringing out the Persian rug, <laughs> sitting Becca down with a glass of wine. Uh, they sing a whole new world together, <laughs> and he gets a pity rose. I could definitely see that happening on a group day. That's why I didn't include him in my bottom three here. Yeah, uh, I think Jason might stick around for a while. I don't think he's necessarily going home night one. But I got to say, personally, if, uh, you know, if, if I'm Becca on night one, uh, I'm cutting Jason, no questions about it. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Emily. Well, I think that does it. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, who joined us for the podcast, all four of our listeners this week. Uh, we will be back. Uh, we're actually going to do a part two for the non-Bachelor fans. Uh, we're going to be breaking down some uh, general pop culture, analyzing some 90s R&B, talking about celebrities that we uh, we hate, the latest news. Maybe we'll touch on the royal wedding here. Um, can't wait to have you join me for that. Let us know what you think about the podcast, and we will be back.